ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energised and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Energetic Education Podcast and really excited to be back and starting 2017 and we'll just explain a little bit about what we're going to do this year. This podcast being one of them, but the main focus is on uh, delivering workshops and professional development in Australia and around the world. So really exciting. Um, A lot of things we've been doing so far is uh, workshops in Victoria. Um, This is obviously where I'm from in Australia. And then uh, we're going to start doing around the Australian capitals and then going over to Asia and overseas towards the end of the year. So that's sort of an update and why uh, there hasn't been as regular podcasts of what we would have liked. But um, as I said, things are back on track and I'm really excited to start this new series uh, in 2017. This is our first episode. And what better way to start than... uh, Basically, I thought, let's start from the ground up. And as a classroom teacher, I think it's really important how you set the tone and how you start the day. So today's episode is called The Top Five Ways to Start the Day in the Classroom. Um, And basically, uh, I think that the way you start the day or the way you start your day in you know, if you if you snooze a couple of times with your alarm or you struggle getting out of bed, then you're going to be sluggish. Whereas if your alarm goes off and you get straight up, you get straight into your day with high energy and you're ready to go, then that's going to be the precedent that follows the rest of the day. So like in your classroom, when your students roll in, if you've got a lot of energy and you're up and about, that's going to be infectious and that's going to flow on with all the students for the rest of the day. So that first 10 minutes of your class is so important. If you can set the tone, be up and about, energetic and and have something fun to start with, then the rest of the day is going to be really easy because the kids are going to feed off that and then that's just going to make the day so much more enjoyable. So what we're going to go through today is five different ways to start the day and I'm going to talk about this from my experience um, but also a little bit of research I've done speaking to other teachers and everything like that. So what happens basically is you will start the day with either a riddle, a game, a joke, a story, or a brain break sort of activity, all right? And why we do these is it's a really fun way to start the day. Um, it'll get, a lot of them will get a bit of a laugh and create that sort of happy atmosphere with the students and yourself. It encourages teamwork, which is so important. Um, it builds amazing energy, all right? And as I said, energy is infectious. You can probably tell by like my voice here that I'm so excited. I, I love energy and I love being up and about and that flows on to whoever you're around. So students feed off you as a teacher. And the final thing is by putting this in a routine, it just becomes part of your daily, you know, your daily morning and students will crave that. People are natures of like their natures of habit. You know, if you've got routine, it is so much better. It's like when if you go on holidays and you're a bit more relaxed and things like that. I find myself that yeah, it's good to relax, but I find that I get quite lethargic and tired because I don't have that normal routine that I do have in my daily diet, my daily routine on my diet. Um, and so that's going to really help the students with their you know daily routine. So I'm going to go through how I would basically do it on a Monday. I would um. 
start with an icebreaker, a team-building game. Tuesday, I would start with a riddle or a brain teaser. Wednesday, I would have joke of, my, joke of the day, and these are typically dad jokes. I love dad jokes. I think they're quite funny and they're a bit quirky. Thursday would be my adventure story or musical workout that the students would do, and then Friday would be a brain break activity or group activity. All right, so... Um, I will go through, I'm going to give you my top three now that I think are amazing that uh, you can use. So basically, why I'm giving you three from each area is you can go back after this and trial this method or my way of starting the day for three weeks. All right, I think that's a really good trial period. At the end of the three weeks, if you've given it a crack and you don't think it's working or the students are not enjoying it, you might be able to change a couple of the days or bring in your own spin. So it'd be Mr. Cybottom's spin instead of energetic education. But I think this is a great way to start. Um, if you use just one of these activities, riddles, brain teasers, for each day, um, that's got three weeks worth of material. All right, so um, for all the resources as well, I'm going to talk through them now, but to actually find the resources, um, you can log on to our website uh, at breakapps.com, and that's breakapps.com. You'll find a lot of free resources up the top tab in the resource tab, um, or you can go to our energetic education website where you'll find um, resources as well as our story-based adventures and musical workouts, all right? And also, I suppose, where a lot of this has come from is um, our top-selling app, which has been number one in the Australian App Store and around the world, Class Break. You'll be able to find all these activities on there. But uh, as usual, I'm not here to promote products. I am going to give them all away for free, and I'm going to talk about them today. So starting off Monday, I think, and the reason I start Monday with an icebreaker team-building game is I think it's a really positive way to start the week with some team aspect, you know, where students will come in and straight away they'll be working with other students to come together for some common goal or to try and achieve something together. So my favorite game, and I use this all the time, people that have obviously come to my workshops and things like that would have played this with me, but it is called evolution, all right, and it's using the method of paper, scissor, rock. So if you don't know how to play Paper, Scissors, Rock, I'd recommend just Googling it. It's pretty simple. Um, You could probably watch on YouTube as well, and it'd be good to show the students this before you play the game. But basically, evolution, everybody starts off as an egg. So you need to walk around with your hands next to your hips in basically looking like an egg, all right? Now, eggs can only play other eggs. So you'd play Paper, Scissors, Rock. The winner would obviously evolve from an egg and you crack out and you become a chicken, all right? So then your arms are making that boop, boop, and you you can't see me now, but I am making wing noises or movements with my arms, all right? Then chickens can only play chicken. So if you're another chicken, you go and play Paper, Scissors, Rock again. If you win this time, you become a monster. So from a chicken, you become a monster. Your two hands go above your head and you go, rah, all right? Now, the other spin is if you lose, so two chickens play each other and you do not win the paper, scissors, rock, then you go back to an egg, all right? And then you could only play an egg, all right? Once the two monsters, though, the two winners come together and play, the winner becomes a human, all right? And human is where you want to be, and that is the first winner, all right? Normally what I do with all the humans is I'll get them standing in a line, arms crossed, watching everybody, Uh then, after about two or three minutes, I go, right, 
Now, we're going to spin that whole thing around again, and you want to be an egg, all right? So people that may not have been as good at the game or not as lucky with paper, scissor, rock, because it comes down to luck, all right? They may still be an egg, and that's what they want to do. So then everybody's trying to lose to become an egg again, all right? So it's a little bit of fun. Um, Just remember that eggs can only play eggs. Chickens can only play chickens. Humans can only play humans. And monsters can only play monsters. In the first part, if you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down. And it's the same method in the second part of it, if you want to go that way. Um, And it just really gets students thinking and things like that. And it's a bit of fun. As always, when I play games like this, Get the students to make the noises. I don't know what an egg sounds like, but I'm sure they'll come up with some really good ideas. Uh, chicken's a really good one. Monsters, rah! And, and humans are just crossing your arms, standing up nice and tall, looking really cool. All right, so that's my first game, Evolution. Uh, on the Monday of week two, I'd play a game called Alex a Kid. Now, I named this Alex a Kid because when I was growing up, I had a Sega Master System, and the inbuilt game on that was Alex a Kid. And he did a lot of every challenge you do, he would play Paper, Scissor, Rock against a computer. Now, how Alex a Kid works, again, using that Paper, Scissor sort of mentality, um, you'd go up, play Paper, Scissor, Rock against a student. Whoever wins, they become the leader, and the student that lost joins on a train behind them. So they put their hands on the winner's shoulders and they and they walk around behind them. All right, now as part of the train, your job is to encourage the person at the front. So say I was playing against Aaron and Aaron beat me, I would put my hands on his shoulders behind him and he would go and find somebody else to play against and I'd be like, come on, Aaron, let's go, Aaron. All right, and then say Aaron won again. So the two people that he beat, or what the the leader and the person behind the other person, they would come on and join behind me. So now Aaron would be at front, I'd be second and be four people behind us. Then Aaron would go and play somebody else. The winner would stay on and we would join the back of whoever. So by the end of this game, you would have one huge train in your classroom as well as, you know, people chanting each other's names. So if you're at the front, it always feels really nice, you know, when people are chanting your name or making you feel pretty pretty important, all right? So that, as I said, that game doesn't go for very long. It might only go for two or three minutes. Play it a couple of times. That way you get a few different winners. The final game for Monday, and this will be week three, this is a completely different spiel. So like the last two, they've been using Papers is a Rock and they're quite loud and energetic. This one's called Silent Count. Now, if you haven't played this game before, it's a lot of fun. All students in your class need to sit down or normally get them sitting on the floor. And as a class, without mentioning this or looking at each other or figuring out um, a routine, they need to be able to count to 20 without. Now, when they have to go back to zero is if students say the same number at the same time or if they repeat a number or if they're cheating, like pointing at each other or things like that. So how it works is it'll be students will just go one, two, three, four, five, and it just keeps going on like that. But what you'll find is that students say the same number at the same time and and so on. So this can be a lot of fun. Um, What I like to do is I'd play this for five minutes. I would, whatever the highest score they get to, I'd write that on the board. That is a world record for your class. Um, And then you can maybe play it at the end of the day or after recess and after lunch that day, see if they can beat the world record. All right, so that's Silent Count there 
fantastic games of three of those. Um, and that's what I would be using on my Monday for my icebreaker or team building game to start the day. Alrighty, moving along to Tuesday now. And I like to start my Tuesday with a brain teaser or a riddle. All right. So for this, I'd normally put my class into probably five or six small little groups. All right. And I read out a brain teaser or a riddle. And then as a group, they get, I don't know, two or three minutes to come up with the answer together. All right. So they write down the clues or you can write this on the board and they need to try and figure out the answer together. All right. Really good way for them to work as a team, get them thinking um, and things like that. So I'm going to read out the riddles and see if you can have a go at home. Actually, you might be able to figure these out as well. So riddle for week one on Tuesday goes like this. Who am I? I have a heart that never beats. I have a home, but I never sleep. I can take a man's house and build another's, and I love to play games with my brothers. I am a king amongst fools. Who am I? And I'll give you the answer now if you would like it. I am the king of hearts in a deck of cards. All right, so you can actually go back and explain the answer to the students as well, but I'd normally give them two or three minutes to try and come up with that answer by themselves. Now, that's a pretty challenging one for week one. Week two uh, is a little bit easier, I think. And again, you can write this up on the board. The question goes, what's full of holes but still holds water? All right, and the answer to that is a sponge. So... Again, let them work that out, come up with answers themselves, and they need to come to that conclusion of um, after two or three minutes, the answer they've got. And final riddle for week three is I can be cracked, I can be made, I can be told, I can be played. What am I? And the answer to that is I am a joke. All right. And I've picked that deliberately as number three for the riddles because. That is going to lead into Wednesday's class starter in Joke of the Day, all right? And here, I really like this, and I'll I'll tell you a different spin once I've gone through uh, my jokes, but they are basically dad jokes. They're a lot of fun. A lot of them are a bit corny, but I think it's also a little bit of fun, all right? So I'm going to go through not only three here, but four, because I found four really good ones that I just love. All right, so you can use these or you can find your own. It's really up to you. Number one, how does the Easter Bunny stay in shape? So in shape, obviously, fit. Lots of exercise. (laughs) All right, that's a real corny dad joke. Number two, why is a fish easy to weigh? Because it has its own scales. Geez, they're getting good here, Dale. When, and this is number three, when is a baby good at basketball? And the answer is when it's dribbling. And number four, the final one, as I said, what did the spider do on the computer? It made a website. All right. Now, you could read all those four out, uh, obviously, in week one, or you can do one yourself. Or, But what I like to do with Joke of the Day is um, I've just read out four there. So week two, I might get four or five students that have to go home and research their own joke. Right, and then they get to read that out to the class. So this is really good because they go home, they get to figure this out with maybe their parents. They can talk about what ideas, what joke they may have, and then they come and get the opportunity to read it to the class. You know, good at public speaking, 
good, a nice opportunity for them to go home and work with their parents. And also, they're a lot of fun. Like you can hear by the four I just did then that they're corny, they're laughable, and it's a again it sets that you know fun, laughable energy that will follow on for the rest of your day. Alrighty, we're flying along here. We're up to Thursday now, and Thursday's where I'd use an adventure story or an adventure-based workout or a musical workout, right? Now, um, again, if you've listened to previous podcasts of ours, you would know what I mean about an adventure story, um, and you can go back and listen to other episodes, and we have had these narrated for you, so you don't actually need to do them. Um, or a musical workout, if you uh, log on to my YouTube channel. So if you just go on and type in Dale side, but on YouTube, you'll see myself perform a number of musical workouts where I do a workout using body weight exercises to a song that may have a lot of repeated words. All right. So I'm going to give you one of those plus one story and then a fitness song that we've made up. So week one is you're going to do a nursery rhyme mashup. Now, this is a podcast episode that we have done. So if you just simply go to energetic education forward slash podcast and look for our nursery rhyme mashup, I think it's about seven or eight or something like that, but you'll obviously be able to find it on there. Um, You'll be able to go through and listen to this nursery rhyme mashup, or you'll be able to get the script and read it out yourself, which is a really good one. Uh, And then the week two one, this is podcast number two on our podcast. It is Old McDonald Had a Fitness Farm. And basically, we have had somebody, we've changed the lyrics and they've created a song that says, Old McDonald has a fitness farm. And then uh, instead of doing animal noises, they'll be doing a squat, squat here and a squat, squat there. And basically, they need to do those movements throughout the song. So it's a fun way to start the class. Um, And then for week three, uh, we've used a song. Now, the song I've used today is a song named Sally. It's called Flowers by Moby. And basically, the song just goes, bring Sally up, bring Sally down, bring Sally up, bring Sally down. And you keep doing the movements uh, to the song. And a really easy one that I like to start with is just get students sitting in their chair. Every time it says, bring Sally up, they stand up. And then when it says, bring Sally down, they stand down. not stand down, they sit down in their chair, all right? So you can start with that. That's obviously quite basic. Um, As I mentioned before, if you would like more in-depth exercises, you can do go to my YouTube channel and you'll see me perform uh, that song and it'll give you different ideas of what you can do. And it's actually of me performing that in the classroom with students two years ago. Final day of the week, and this is Friday, and it is our brain break activity. All right, now I've tried again to give a bit of a, a wide, you know, wide sort of variety of games here. Um, so our week one, this is called the Maasai Warrior. And I sort of discovered, created this game from when I was traveling through Africa and we're up in Kenya and we went to the Maasai Mara, where obviously the Maasai Mara warriors are. Now, Basically, in their tribe, the, they jump on the spot, and the higher they jump gives them more credibility, and it, it basically shows them that they're a stronger warrior. So for this activity, the Maasai Warrior, students are going to get 30 seconds to a minute, and they basically need to jump as high as they can on the spot for as long as possible. 
Um, you'll find if you do this for 30 seconds to a minute that they will be extremely worn out by the end of it and it's a lot of fun and you just basically keep saying to them that you've got to keep jumping, you know, you've got to be a warrior, you've got to be the strongest, toughest warrior, all right? So that's a fun one, a really short one as well. Now, the next one for week two is a game called Sit, Stand, Kneel, Lay. Now, you can do this in the classroom if you've got a little bit of space, but I like to go outside and do this. So really simple game. Make sure students are spread out. If you yell sit, students need to sit on their bottoms. If you yell out stand, they need to stand up. If you, you, uh, sorry, if you yell out kneel, they need, need to kneel on their knees. And if you yell out lay, they need to lay on their back. And basically, you start off nice and slow going, sit. Stand, sit, stand, lay, kneel, and you keep going like that. And students need to obviously do those movements, all right? Then after a couple of minutes of doing that, you can say, right, now we're going to get serious. You've done your apprenticeship or you've done the easy part, the warm-up, and now we're going to get into the main game, all right? And you can just obviously then pick up your pace. You might go, stand, kneel, sit, lay, stand. And students are going crazy doing all these movements. Or you can do elimination. If students do the wrong movement or they're a little bit slow, they come on the side and they be a judge with you. I I don't like eliminating students because as it is a fun brain break activity, I think everybody should involve. So I like to do it slow at the start and then go really fast at the end and, and finish off where kids are just going crazy. Uh, and final one for week three is a game called Toe Touch. So again, this is a fantastic game in pairs, but you'll need to do this outside so students have a little bit of space. For this activity, you need to pair students up, similar height. Then what they are going to do, they're going to face each other and put their hands on each other's shoulders. All right. And then basically the game is Toe Touch. So they've got to try and stand on their partner's toe. All right, and I would normally go first to three wins. Um, at the end of this, I would then go, all right, can winners find winners and students that may not have won find each other and they have another competition. It's a really fun way to get them thinking, get them moving. Uh, it is competition-based, which is fun as well. Um, and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They will they will really enjoy it. And this works extremely well with students of all ages all right and even i use this at a lot of the pe workshops i've been doing lately and the teachers more so than anyone absolutely love this and get so carried away with it so that just that just shows what an amazing activity it is so that brings us to the end um i really challenge you to give this a go as um, i know myself when i've been teaching in obviously primary school and in secondary school that doing something like this in the classroom is a really good way to start the day and that students start to crave it and really enjoy it. Um, we would love any feedback. If you've got other games that you may use or, or different ways that you start the morning, um, simply get on and, and hit us and hit us up. I'd love to hear from you. If you email me at dale at energetic.education, um, I'd, I'd really like to hear back from you because I'm always looking at new ways to obviously improve what we do or give better content to teachers out there. And as I mentioned earlier, for all these resources, um, if you go on to the App Store uh, and type in Class Break, that is one word, you will see our app, and that is in the iTunes App Store as well as Google Play. Um, And another one is Brain Break, where we got a few of those, and that's got over 200 different brain gym and brain break activities and again if that is brain break one word and that is available in itunes and google play so 
As I said, guys, give it a chance. Give it a go. You've got three weeks worth of material there. I would love to hear back from you in three weeks with uh, just how it's gone. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and it's great to be back. Have a great day.